Welcome to the Powering Real Estate Podcast, sessions with top real estate business leaders and their strategies for success. Learn from some of the best in the industry. Join Lee Adkins as he talks to industry leaders on how they built and maintain their real estate business. All right. Hey, I'm here with Rhett Harmon, the co-owner of Century 21 Novus and the team leader of the Retro Group. How are you today, man? Man, Lee, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to dig in. I've known you for a long time. We go way back from Georgia stuff to national stuff. Tell us a little bit about Rhett and then we'll back into the businesses. Sure, sure. So uh, I've been selling real estate for for a while. Uh, this is kind of my uh, my first career, I guess you'd say, and I've, I've kind of stuck with it. So uh, I've got a degree in real estate from University of West Georgia. Worked for a few different companies during the recession, made it through through all that, uh, and trying to figure out how to how to survive. So my business partner uh, Curtis North and I started a property management uh, division, a small brokerage, and we grew that from zero to somewhere close to six hundred doors. Use that to uh, open a startup Century 21 office uh, here in Carrollton, Georgia. We're about 45, 50 miles west of Atlanta. Uh, some people call it Alabama. You know, we're kind of right there on the edge. So we started the brokerage 2014 with uh, two other agents and a leasing staff. We'd already bought our property, um, expanded into the second building there. And uh, I think we finished out uh, 2021 with 58 agents, closed a little over uh, 800 deals as a brokerage. And uh, I, I like to sell real estate though. So uh, I've got that uh, small sales team retro group. We still have a very dynamic property management department. We have a really big staff here that helps uh, facilitate all that we do. Managing broker, um, office staff. So we're very high touch office and we still operate under a cap scenario. So we're, uh, we try to offer the best value uh, for what an agent can get with a lot of resources and tools. And uh, it's really cool seeing a lot of agents that are some of the top producers for our whole local board didn't have a real estate license three years ago. And it's really cool seeing that and uh, helping people grow careers. And uh, we were talking earlier, kind of mentioned that, uh, you know, one of my main goals is to, to one day retire out of real estate one, never having a broker's license. And I'm not sure what retire really means. Maybe I'm not working in it every day. Maybe I have something that I turn around and sell, but not just a brokerage, but a, but a real estate team and a book of business. At the same time, while, while operating at a high level, got three, uh, wife and I have three kids that uh, you have 15, 13, and 10. And we spend a lot of time uh, together doing a lot of things around boating, fishing, all kinds of stuff. So we like to go to Florida a lot. And uh, I think this past year we spent about five different weeks spaced out different times or portion, a large portion of a week. Business still kept going uh, as normal by closing a lot of transactions. My, my sales team, we did 110 deals last year. So very high level and high touch. But uh, at the same time, you know, I have found one place that our phones don't work. You know where that is? Offshore. Once <laughs> <laughs> right. you cross about five, six miles, depending on where you are, in Florida, your cell service just decides to not work anymore, which is wonderful. Uh, you can get out there and actually really have a little bit of a break from everything going on. The weather's nice. Catch some fish, come back in, deal with what you need to. And uh, all that comes from systems and teams. I have a lot of that to thank you, Lee, for helping us put together some of these uh, systems years ago when we did some consulting and stuff. Cool. Yeah, you guys have really, I mean, the evolution's been awesome. I'm in a unique place to really see. I remember even talking a little bit when you guys were considering kind of staying boutique versus the franchise and kind of like, what is all that, you know, cause I think a lot of times now people think like, well, I've got, we've got this. Why would we need a franchise? And I think 
you know, I know for you guys, like being able to add some of that structure and just stuff, it wasn't that you couldn't figure some of it out. It's that it, your time was better spent getting the pieces that already worked for sure. And you could focus on other things. Absolutely. It's kind of like running it. Yeah. I use it to like, we're running a four, a four person relay race, you know, and let's just say you're already running, which someone successful is already there running their shape for what they're doing. You know, you can go ahead and jump on board, you know, with other things that they're already in place, tools, resources, training, port, whatever it is, name recognition, branding, all the, all the things there. You already have the three other batons ready to pass, pass it off too. Or you can, basically find three other people to try to build every bit of that, which one is more successful than the other. At the end of the day, they're both going to work. It's just, you know, like I said, do, do you, does your business suffer on one to try to do the other? And not everyone is cut out to reinvent every wheel. I like to take what's working and try to make it better versus trying to create something from the, you know, from, from start to finish, it's already been done. Someone's already done it. Why do I need to try to duplicate all that extra stuff to that point? And that's where it really made sense for us it allowed us to do what we, what we really like to do more than anything, which is sell real estate. We wanted to be a part of something bigger. We wanted to be able to offer different areas or levels of advertising, you know, uh, get into some more of the commercial stuff we were able to do. Century 21 was a great platform for us with all this stuff and still is. And we're able to just hit the ground running right away. But by doing that, we needed to expand and grow and have other uh, agents be a part of that because that's the way that that system works. So, doing that, putting the right people in the right seats of the bus and uh, finding uh, really, really good talent and trying to hang on to that talent. And when they move on for a better opportunity, that's great. We find someone else to hire for for that. And, you know, it's been a really good ride for us. And we, we thoroughly enjoyed it and, and still having a lot of fun while, while growing our business. That's great. And you, um, as far as the Century 21 stuff goes too, you were really, it was really good timing because you were right, if I recall, right kind of the rebrand was happening they had restructured some stuff it was really a magical time they had a lot of new stuff happening it, it really was and uh it was kind of the, the perfect opportunity you know we we were fortunate the fact that we actually had cash flow coming in in a time that there wasn't a whole lot going on because of property management so we could you know we'd already been able to acquire a property and we already had some staff in place we already had uh, some things working we really enjoyed doing the property management, but we were not doing sales that much more. And we were able to kind of replace ourselves by hiring different staff to, to grow and maintain and continue to grow that, that side of our business. But uh, there'd been a century 21 that was in our market that decided to go independent after about 30 years. And they'd kind of been dormant for two or three years. The rebrand of, uh, of century 21 was happening uh, in a big way. A lot of offices had closed. They were redoing a lot of stuff. And it's like, man, this is, uh, this is interesting. Very, very neat. And I've watched a couple of uh, other uh, companies, Terry Swanson being one of them in the North Atlanta coming area, watched what he'd done with his business as an independent turning into to a franchise. So it's like it made a lot of sense for us uh, just to kind of not reinvent the wheel and all those things and just start keep growing. And, uh, you know, out of just wanting to, to, to be the best and offer the best service to the clients that we list a lot of property for, it's like, wow. I can't be in every advertising platform the same way as independent as I could with uh, being a part of something bigger. And there we can all, we all know their scalability with, with, with all kinds of stuff. And that was something really neat for us and the international ability to advertise. And uh, that was something else that was really uh, crucial to us to being able to like, you can't duplicate all of it. And if you could, could you afford to do it or do you want to? And that's where it makes sense. I think that's the being real about it. And I think, you know, it's it's all fun in theory, right? To be on all those things and do all this and reach all those things. But I think you guys did a really good job of kind of paring that down. You said something before we started that I wanted to circle back to just because I think it's so smart. We were talking about multiple streams, which we'll get into more in a minute. But you said something is going to work. 
So it, to me, it's always this, this fine line of you can't try all the things because then you have no focus at all, but you have to try enough things to kind of be able to iterate and tweak what is working or have enough data to cancel what's not working. So how, is, how do you kind of, how do you manage that running a couple of different businesses? Well, it, it comes down to, to people. Uh, you got to surround yourself with very successful people um, and uh, do what you can to, to keep those people. And uh, I, I will be the first one to say that I have failed miserably at uh, running off some really good people uh, by having them in the wrong positions or, or maybe being a little immature in business or not not understanding it as much. At the same time, been able to really build some people up to that uh, kind of started in different different roles, have gone moved into other roles, and now they're they're really uh, doing very well for themselves. Uh, so very proud of that as well. And, you know, obviously a lot of people get into this, this crazy business of real estate thinking it's one thing, realizing it's not what they thought it was. And uh, that's where, you know, you said it multiple times, be uh, slow to hire and quick to fire and, uh, you know, doing personality tests and making sure that, uh, you know, we're putting the right people in the right place, hire the right person. They're awesome, but they're not awesome at the job you needed to have done. And that's something that we, you and I've gone through several times. And, and I think the last few hires that I, made early on with uh, when I when I started the sales team in 2018, 2019, 18, 19, somewhere around there, time flies, you're having fun of having two really solid uh, admins that um, had the right personality profile to really be that supportive uh, and complimentary role and uh, to help carry out what we're doing. And uh, at the same time, taking the time to train them on this is kind of my way of doing business. And working every deal and, and you see this little closet of an office that it's a, it's a 10 by 10 or maybe even be like a nine by nine three of us worked in, in this room for for over a year uh one we're kind of limited on space but like we worked together in a very tight space to make sure that we knew like they heard my phone calls on they knew the process and and once people understand and know how things work then you can expand upon that and you can grow it and uh that's what it's all about is duplicating the process and uh and at the same time uh, there's a lot of things that they've made better you know, by being a part of it. And then adding additional people to the team and additional agents uh, that, that come on with us and, and being able to to let them grow and help them grow. But at the same time, not just banking on what we can produce for them, but like showing them how to take their circle of influence or sphere of influence and, and really grow upon that and, and get their exposure out there, get them outside of their comfort zone a little bit um, and uh, constantly try to push that to uh, consistently stay in front of everybody that we can. You know, as long as people know that you sell real estate, that's the main goal, that that's what you're doing or whatever, insert your job there. We talked about earlier, the random to real estate. Um, and that's kind of our, you know, what, what are the random things that you do that bring it back to your business and how do you continue to, to grow on those? Yeah, expand on that a little bit. For those who may not be familiar with that, like you have a really great concept called random to real estate. You've had it for a while now. I know I got a, I got a shirt when I saw you at, NAR in San Francisco, maybe? So it's been a minute. It was, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was. It was, it was November of uh, 19, right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We were, we were out there and all that stuff was really getting getting kicked off, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, in just right place at the right time. <laughs> right place at the right time. But I always kind of challenge people. And I've got a little class I teach called What Is Your Random? And you kind of figure out your own things. But uh, some of you guys are mostly listening to this. There may be an audio clip about this, but I'll show I'll show it just so I can look at it, make sure I'm on the same thing. Because random to real estate, there's a little... Uh, kind of clip art picture, whatever you want to call it, inside of each letter. So the R has a tie in there. If you're, you can see this, I've got 50 plus crazy party seats that I wear for a lot of marketing things. Uh, a has got you know people in there, represents my family. N has windows and doors that represents real estate. 
the D has a fish in there, represents fishing outdoors, a lot of things we do with our family and, and for fun. The O has a microphone. Uh, I'd like to do a little public speaking. I like to share and help people grow their business. I've also been known to uh, do karaoke every now and then. And the uh, M is a film strip, and uh, which means we're always trying to capture things on video and share little pieces of content of uh, interesting or random things that are going on that might be useful. That's my random to real estate, and that's our little selfless plug for a YouTube channel. But uh, uh, a little late to the, the game there. We have a lot of content with it. Uh, not really tried to, to grow it as much, mainly just, just build up with library. I tell people to you know, use it as a, as a reference if you want to have a, an idea about something that works. You may find something that speaks to you, and if it does, figure out how to make it better. Yeah, totally. And you were, I mean, I, I would still say you were pretty early to video, but like your videos, and I want to get back to the cards in a minute too, or I'll talk sure. about those cards, but you know, you, you definitely did video, right? Now to be fair, maybe some of it was stumbling into the right people to help or whatever, but I mean, you've done local business spotlights that yep. are a little, they're a little unique too. They're not just like, Hey owner, what do you do? Like they're, yeah, just talk a little about your video content. Sure, sure. Well, going back in time, uh, when we started the brokerage in 2014, I mentioned there had been one in our area for, for many years. Which we want to be, you know, basically something a little bit different. We picked the name Novus, uh, new and exceptional. And uh, we did the video series called Bringing the Community to You the Novus Way. We use that hashtag a lot. And we got really big on Facebook early on, which some of those things don't really show up. I wish we had really gone double down on YouTube at the same time. And if we had the views on YouTube that we, we had achieved on Facebook, we would have a very big monetization standpoint from a channel from all the millions of views we've had over the time. But uh, very, very small area, 20, 30 miles around our office. We just put videos out, partnered with a video content creator, did videos uh, one day a month. We get anywhere from six to 12 videos in one day. Start off just going and knocking on the door of local business, doing a little video commercial about them. Then we get into trying to schedule some of those. And uh, believe it or not, you know, we've been doing this every single month since 2014. And uh, it's a very expensive venture. And we put all these out there on social media. It's free to the business or calls or whatever it is. But we're somewhere between 800 and 1,000 videos we've put out locally. It's probably my most exhausting work day of the month. But uh, it just comes to consistency. And uh, it's like with anything, if you just take a plan and keep going with it. Eventually something's going to stick, which is kind of what we we're talking about earlier with having, you know, different things out there to finally work. You know, if the, we got a brokerage, we have the property management, our team, you know, trying to figure out all these little things. Uh, we're not promised a retirement, right? We're trying to figure out a way that we can keep our name out there and, and do it. And let's face it. Uh, there's not enough time for us to work every single real estate deal, nor, nor would we want to. Um, that would be in, in, insanity. I always kind of view life as we come from a place of abundance and uh, you know, there's, there's opportunity for everyone's willing to go out there and get it in whatever the market is. Sometimes it comes easier than others, but uh, you just have to kind of go after it. But if you stay consistent and, uh, and, and you're genuine about what you do, we interview business owners that are married to realtors or their parents are realtors. Or there's no chance in, in anything they're ever going to use us for their real estate stuff. But we do business with them because they do, do a good job of whatever they do. And then those other realtors are sharing <laughs> our content on their pages. So it just kind of helps spread goodwill and, and uh, everything forward. And it's come from a genuine standpoint. It's their, it's their little five, uh, you know, five seconds, 10 seconds of fame, whatever you call it. But uh, it comes from a genuine place and then their audience sees what's going on. And eventually, uh, I think we're all would agree that we're one, one conversation, one scenario of making someone mad that they might not do business with us again. Right. Someone's going to make a change at some point in time or 
someone new gets in the business or something else happens, but uh, someone gets out of the business, someone wins the lottery no longer does it. So if you can be, if everyone knows what you do and they think of you in a positive light, uh, you're going to earn business. It just takes time, consistency and, and everything like that. And eventually, you know, everyone wins from it. And, uh, you know, as long as I, people know what I do, I'd rather be someone's number two all day long than would be not known about. Right. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So that's a good time to get into the postcard. So you send out postcards pretty consistently. It's funny. We were joking before we hit record. I was like, you send like 10 a year. And you're like, I don't send that many. I'm like, well, I thought it was 10. So I guess that works. How many do you have sitting there, Lee? I mean, I've got two right here right now that were on my breakfast table that I grabbed five minutes before I walked up here. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, what we do is, uh, you know, we send out um, through, through our sales team, I empower everyone that's a member of our team, staff, as well as agents are always constantly trying to look for and add new people to our mailing list. And that uh, started off 2018, December is the first year we did this. And um, uh, I think we're sending out over 3000 cards quarterly. And we always have a, a unique theme. Uh, if you want to get on the list, uh, you want listen to this, you know, uh, hit us up, send me your mailing address. I want to get on the postcard list, uh, whatever channel that you, you decide to, to go through. I'll send it to Karen and she'll um, she'll get you added to that. And then we'll we'll have you on the postcard list. I always tell people it's five seconds of fun before it gets thrown away. Uh, you know, we've done anything from gosh, what the last one we did. I mean, this one has an ambulance on it with that's actually my Christmas card. I take that back. We do six of yours. I send out okay. a, a, All a, right. send out a personal card. You're gonna be seeing more of the ambulance coming up, but uh or the ambulance. Uh, bought that for some markets. We help out with shop with the cop every year. So oh, it's your hard. ambulance now? I, okay, I should have known. Yeah. Should have yeah. assumed. Yeah, you know, all in fun and games for marketing, but uh, but actually, we took our family photo uh, with that. I bought all these crazy party suits. So we got Easter. I think is the next one we have coming up that we're going to be doing. We've done the Kentucky Derby. We've done St. Patrick's Day. We have done flamingos. We've done Elf with a Shelf. We have. Gosh, I'm just sitting looking at. I'm just turn around and look at it. Uh, all kinds of Christmas things. Um, you name it, always, uh, always something fun. And, uh, uh, and ideas, we just have a little bit of a marketing theme for content that's based around that. It gets everyone involved and it, and it keeps us consistent with sending something out quarterly ish to all of the people that we have worked with, want to work with, or at least want to stay in contact with, you know, local restaurants, uh, you know, people, I send them out to a lot of agents around the country. I want to be, uh, considered for their referral business you know, uh, and vice versa. So, uh, it doesn't hurt to let people know that you're still in business. And if you can do it in a funny way, that's even better. I mean, it really is. That I think the, the key is that it is, it's interesting. And I think also for any, there's an interesting dichotomy to me for people that know you, like when I get this, I'm like, Oh, right. Right. I should give them a call. Like it, it, it reminds me of you, but I think for people who don't know you, it has an equally a different, but equal, Hot factor. <laughs> oh, right? Because it's like, who is this guy with the crazy suits and his whole team? And they're in a pile like a Christmas tree. He's got a star in his head. Like, but it for what it's worth, it gives me the impression like it's interesting. If I didn't know you, I'd be like, oh, this guy seems interesting. I'd probably call him if I needed to buy or sell a house. Guy I would want to talk to, you know. Yep. And it's and it's so funny. Right. And it's funny too. It's like, you know, certain people that that look at it and it's so funny because you'll you'll hear the comments and be like, this is ridiculous. So unprofessional, whatever. I was like, well, you're not who we need to be doing business with anyway. Right. But, right. but guess what? They were talking about it. 
I mean, if you send me a postcard with you in a suit on it, like a normal, like a regular boring suit, I would be like, this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some really nice suits. I've got like, like, you know, they're custom fitted, like really nice. Got to go to court or really trying to give a presentation kind of suit. Right. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. I'll, I'll go to an event and I'll, I'll wear one one day and they're like, you look like crap. Like, you know, I say, this is an expensive <laughs> suit. What do you mean? And, uh, you know, I've got these $100 party suits that uh, you get like one wear out of. You can wear more, obviously, but like once you've worn something with, you know, Pac-Man. Right. Printed, you don't uh, wear flamingos every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to wear it more than once uh, to the same crowd. Anyway, you might wear it to a different event, and they're so incredibly uh, uh, hot. Polyester, just you know, it is what it is. But uh, but it's fun, and it's more of a costume kind of thing. But uh, it allows conversation, it lightens the room up a little bit, and it just makes it fun. And at the end of the day, you can be a little bit fun, memorable. You're doing things to gain attention. It's not uh, exceptionally. Uh, obscene or, 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 or offensive, whatever it is, you know, have fun with it. And I think at the end of the day, you, you'll, you'll gain, um, you'll gain a following because of that. And uh, if you can gain a following with somebody, then they can learn more about you. And maybe at some point in time, they'll think about you when it comes time to making that referral or, or consider you for business. Yeah, for sure. Like tying and tying, you know, back to the random to real estate, like in some sense, in my opinion, doesn't even matter what the thing is. Like you said, as long as it's not offensive or polarizing. Yeah. Your thing is your thing. If you like to go fishing, great. Like I also still have my um, Reels for Easter Seals long sleeve running shirt. I wear it. Yeah, I love it. I, every time I, I think about you, every time I wear it, I have a sticker right over there and my all my awesome stickers. Like yeah. you're just doing things. The point of random to real estate is that you're doing things you love that other people can probably relate to like, Oh, I like that also, or, Oh, I would do that. Or, Hey, you know, it's, it's relatable. Absolutely. And let's go back to fishing for an example. Yeah. We do that charity for, for uh, raising money for Easter seals. But when, uh, when I'm fishing with my kids and people see that you know, they're a parent and they say, well, this dad's spending time with his kids and he's actually, dang, he's at a tournament with them every other weekend, or he's like doing this and this, like, even though they might not care about the actual fishing itself, they're watching it because they're like, well, this guy's spending time with his kids. He seems to be genuine and you can be genuine in doing the things that you like. Uh, the thing is we all have a random, what is it for you? And then, you know, we all try, are always trying to come up with, I need to do a video about this because it pertains to this micro laser topic for whatever it is we're doing, which is great if someone's looking for that. And, and I'm sure someone is, but you can do what comes natural and just kind of create content around it as you're going put it in the places that people are already looking and uh, you know, just uh, put it out there. It doesn't have to, this is my opinion. I'm not saying that like, you know, our, our YouTube channel has 400 subscribers or so. And we, we have a, so it's not like a huge channel, but you know, I might have more on other, other channel I might have 6,000 or 2000, whatever it is, but I don't try to be a one size fits all for everybody. If I have something that, that I can draw them in and be relatable. Yeah, that's, that's good. And I think, you know, even with our postcards that we're doing, some of them are going to be more in interesting or entertaining to, to others at different times. But uh, eventually, that's why we always try to come up with different ideas. We're always trying to push the envelope a little bit, but staying in touch with people that may may uh, want to hang that up or tell somebody else about it. Or, you know, like you said, it, it, you left it sitting on your kitchen table, right? I always say five seconds of fun before you throw it away. You may have someone come over to your house and see it. And keep in mind, maybe you're not in real estate. You're just a client, of course. It's sitting there. It got hung up with the rest of your cards. What the heck is that? I can promise you, you're looking at a whole bunch of Christmas cards of pictures. And you see ours and like, 
what's going on? There's a lot going on in this picture. There's an ambulance in the background and these kids and one of them's kicking the other one in the kneecap. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's real life, you know, trying to capture what's going on. But uh, all that stuff is just, just fun. And it gives people a chance to see that's real. Like, you know, that's not picture perfect always, you know? Right. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think still there's not enough people, I think, even, even understanding this conceptually, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I can't think of a whole lot of other people out there that are even doing that content wise. Now, granted, yeah, there's like the whatever realtor. And I'm sure there's people that kind of have a lane where they're like, oh, I'm the, I'm the condo guy or I'm the beach realtor or whatever. Like those, those are all fine and good. But again, to your point of, yeah, it just makes you seem real. It's like, oh, cool. He has kids. He probably gets it. You know, he knows what it's like, or he can help us do this, or we're, we're downsizing because now we're empty nesters or we're about to have our first kid. Like, it's all interesting. Yeah, but go, go, going back to the beach realtor, for instance, all right, that's great. You've already bought your beach house from them. Now what? Right. You might buy another one. You know, right. you, might sell, you might want to stay in touch with them. It's time to sell it. But what if that beach condo guy went and talked about all the things that you can do in the area that you might not know right. about? Hey, right. you can go here. This is the best place to go for this. And this is the best place to go for this. And when you need this, this is where it's. And when my car broke down, I took it here and this guy fixed it. And when that guy couldn't do it, I went over here to do this. Those are all the things that just makes you that hyper local expert or sounds interesting. Right. Or maybe it's, it maybe it's selling that lifestyle. Like, Hey, I live here so I can go surfing. And, and this is how, this is where I go to surf or just shows pictures of them surfing or whatever it is. You yeah. find the things that are out there. And if you come up with the things that are natural to you, you're already doing them. You don't have to come up with what do I make it about? You just have to come up with, do I freaking make the video or not? That's well, the hard part, Lee. That's right. Part. Right. We do all walk around with a, we do all walk around with a video camera in our in our hand. We all have it. And it doesn't have to be like long form format. You know, the shorts we were talking about earlier, shorts are, are where it's at, I think. I think more more value is coming from the the quick uh, little little edits, make them fun, put a fun sound with it. Don't put too much salt, put it out there and make it work. Solve a problem, answer a question. If you have the question, it's hard to find the answer, answer it yourself. Right, absolutely. No, I, I love that. And the other thing too, I think, just as kind of a tip to people, I try to get, not to get too tactical in these, but I, I think we're going there a little bit. And I think it's okay. But like, I get in the weeds. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally good. I, I think, you know, yeah, shoot a quick video about that thing that you didn't know, but you're not, I think what people worry about, which makes me kind of crazy. If the video is not good and you put it up on YouTube and four people watch it, fine. I don't, I think people sometimes think they're going to like magically go viral just because they put a video on YouTube and I was like, okay, you put one on. I have YouTube videos that probably have two views. Fine. Who cares? But now I have some metric around like, well, nobody cares about, you know, how I organize my folders on my computer. So I won't make a video on that again. But this video about how to change your notifications on your iPhone has like 3,000 views. So maybe I should make more content like that, you know? Of course. Every time I see an iPhone hack on scrolling through TikTok or I do it, I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. If it's short, I, I, it's gonna be a, not very long. I'm like, all right, I bet you didn't know how to do this in this setting. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm like, holy smokes, like that just made my life so much simpler. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one YouTube video that's far and away my biggest, and it's like how to use an alias in G Suite, like so you don't have to pay for another user. You can use an alias. It's got like probably almost thirty thousand views now. It's it's far and away. <laughs> The only one that like is anywhere near that number, but 
Yeah, you don't know, you got to execute. And and taking it back to the growth stuff and marketing we talked about, I think it's the exact same thing, right? You've executed, now you've got data around, I send out a postcard and people call me. I make this video, people click the link and go to our website. Like, you just have to do. And you never know what's really working that you don't see the results from. Like, I, using ladies as an example, I had no idea, you know, we were, we're two weeks outside of, of Christmas, and you still had the Christmas card sitting there that we sent out. I had no idea that you even held on to it. One, I don't always know if the post office got it here. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think we, we, ran, we ran into that a little bit during uh, during the, the pandemic. With uh, I know this address works. I've been getting our stuff for a while, and it's still coming back. But uh, but anyway, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You never know who's really looking at your stuff. They don't want to be a creeper and comment on every single video you do, but they're watching them all. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and that was one of the big eye-opening experiences uh, that I've got years ago, where I was, you know, uh, you know, not getting too too detailed on video, but I make some videos about something, and somebody stopped me and said, hey, I, I, they asked me something specific about that, and I'm like, okay, I didn't know they were, they were watching our stuff, or whatever. I went back and looked, because I'm I'm going to go back and just look at this. That person I was friends with, whatever, they didn't make a comment, right? They didn't hit a like. And they told me like specific examples on more than one of my videos about a certain topic. I'm like, there's something to this that's happening behind the scenes that we don't even know about. You never, know, you never know how wide your net's being cast when you think it's, no one's looking at it. So that's that four, that four views or four likes or whatever, maybe views is a little different, but if it's if it's a like or a heart or whatever. Right. Right. There may have been 30 other people that you are very connected to that, that was like the 10th time that some of them saw that, that let them go ahead and you finally built confidence with them. That's totally true. And that's another great point. You don't know which touch is the right touch. So you just have to do 12 to 12 or more a year, whether it's social or a postcard or a phone call or whatever those things are. Cause yeah, you don't know which one for which person in which season of their life is going to be the right. Hey, I've been thinking about buying an investment property or, Hey, we're finally ready to to buy up or the kids are going to college this year or whatever that that scenario is. You never know, you, you know, you never, what they say, what, seven years, or I don't even know what the average is anymore, but like they can make a change, but you never know where they are in that seven year process or who they're, where their family member is. And uh, I, I kind of refer to it, it, it all relates back to fishing. You know, if you're, if you're tournament fishing for bass, you've got to show up at the weigh-in with your five biggest fish, right? Or whatever you have. Um, if they're not biting, what do you do? You keep changing lures and you keep casting. You keep, you don't, you have no chance of catching a fish unless you're casting, you know, and sometimes you're able to throw a net and catch a bunch of fish. You don't want really to do that in the, that context, but you know, you're still casting. Uh, you're still trying to figure out what, what's going to work, what's going to hook into a fish. Sometimes you catch a small fish, sometimes you catch a big fish. And uh, that's kind of the way you have to look at it, but you got to constantly be throwing a lure. Yeah, that really is a, a solid analogy. What I wanted to mention was you guys are in a pretty small area, generally speaking. So like 800 sides and 58 agents, like you don't have to say numbers, but that's a real market share. That's not like, you know, it's a pretty big deal. It's hard. It's hard to describe. We have a local board of realtors that you look at and then you have, we're considered part of Atlanta. So when you look at Atlanta, we're not a drop in a bucket of water, but, but, you know, cause a lot of agents will come here just like our agents could go to the city of Atlanta to go sell a condo or whatever. But, um, it's pretty sizable, but not just, you know, out of those 58 agents, we're in the high forties that are high producers. So we, we, I'll say this, um, we're about 50, our average, our agent, our, our brokerage averages almost 15 transactions per agent. 
So that 1.2, 1.22, somewhere around there, like per transactions per, uh, you know, per month. So you know, almost 15 transactions per year per agent on average is, is a strong number. You've been in the brokerage industry, you know, you get that. That's, that's pretty solid. Anything over uh, one a month per average or 12 a year is, is solid. So, yeah. And, but again, I think being in a smaller area, like it's, it's, it would be easier to have a bunch of non-producing agents potentially. So the fact that you guys are at that level. High value. And we really try to build them up and try to challenge everybody to, to, to learn the business, do well, leverage the resources that we've been provided through corporate and the, and the tools, but at the same time, come to the classes and the meetings that we're hosting locally so you can actually get better at your craft. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, to me, I feel like obviously speak to this, however you're comfortable, but like, I feel like you're a good curator of things. Like you have your eyes on things. You're involved at the national level. You're involved at the Georgia level. You know, what's going on in all these other scenes, but you also are good at kind of, I think, bringing that back to the group for kind of what they need. Like they don't need to know about all the NAR stuff or all the Inman stuff but you're kind of out there. And I think that just speaks to to leadership, honestly. And I've seen you grow from, you know, more of an agent or I have a team to like the leader. Sure. And and that, and a lot of it just comes down to like, there's a lot of, it comes down to what, what are you good at? Well, you're not, I don't ever want to have the broker's license. Uh, You know, I do own 50% of the company, but you know, what Curtis owns the other part, he's our qualifying broker. Sandy's our managing broker. Like I don't want to have to deal with, he said, she said, I'm upset about this, whatever earnest money, just like, look, if we got to get into making a decision, we're going to make a fair decision of whatever it is, right? We've been doing it long enough to know what is the procedural way of doing something, or if not, we know who to consult with to figure out what it is and, and look through it. But I do like to help agents build their business, grow, learn what's going to help them take it to another level. And also I roll my sleeves up and I'm in the trenches with them. I'm doing the same thing. So, and uh, going back to that place for abundance, some people come from the mindset of, you don't want to work with a competing you know, competing broker or competing, whatever. Look, everybody competes. I don't care what you are or what it is. And, uh, you know, even if it's, you're not competing, uh, the lead distribution is competitive, you know, for whatever it is. So at the end of the day, let's just be honest about it and realize that, that, you know, everyone's in it for, for different reasons, but like, I like to sell, but at the same time, there's plenty for everybody. There's a lot of things that I generate from marketing we're going to do that this going to just have a walk-in for somebody else to grab, you know, or, or whatever it is, or, or maybe, they see something we put out on behalf of the company and we're working on and and then you know you're at the right place at the right time wearing a shirt we gave you with our logo on it. And now you're able to have a conversation because they already associated all that goodwill of seeing it 15, 20 times. And now you're in the right place at the right time and they're come list my house. So it's all of that stuff together is how uh, I think it just it just takes it takes it all to work. Definitely. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think um to kind of to kind of wrap things up, uh, something we talked about a little bit before too was you know the multiple streams, the trying different things, and all that. But it occurs to me even more than ever how much you have you have built several entities that have value, you know, beyond you from property management to the brokerage itself, even to the team. I mean, the team is a little more heavily reliant on you, it seems. But if you're offshore for five hours. It's not, it's not going out of business, you know? Yeah, you have to run it in some level, but, you know, so just talk a little more to that. Like not enough people have an exit strategy in real estate, right? It's just like, I'm just making a bunch of money. 
Yes, there is their name. And, uh, you know, that's like I said, we picked Novus for the name of the brokerage. We chose the meaning new and exceptional. The name of my team is Retro Group. It was kind of a nickname of mine, but it can mean whatever. And uh, the idea is, is that um, it's, all, it's part of everybody. It's just as much the staff and staff could change every year. So we could get bigger staff or we could do whatever, get more staff, get more agents right now. Just a couple of different agents that are working as part of it. But it's something that it's a system and tools and the cohesiveness of what's there that allows people to try to work through systems and, and offer high value. Like, you know, there's a lot of tools and systems that it's just, it wouldn't make sense as an individual agent to afford to pay for. You can't pay for the premium CRM and this and this and this and this, unless you're doing a lot of volume. And if you look at it, there's only, when you said 27, I said, I try to squeeze 30 hours out of a day, but you know, there's only so many hours you can work. And uh, uh, even at, at the top of your game, an individual person can only do so much. And then there's burnout that goes along with it. So when you can have, a lot of uh, things that are put in place and, and people can, can grow off each other and build together and you can constantly try to improve on what's going on. I think that works. But then, you know, same thing like the, we have the property management, the brokerage, the team investments. You know, I have a couple of different, you know, partners, three, three, four different partnerships that I have properties in, I think over the years, probably in some form or fashion ownership and probably, I don't know, and throw a number out there, 15, 20 properties. And we sell some sometimes and sometimes we're trying to grow into something else. And, most of us were started with just very, very little. And we just kind of, you get to a little bit more, a little bit more, but it's always keeping my eye open, always trying to figure out what's the right strategy, not just doing it for the sake of doing it, but doing it when it makes sense. And, you know, trying to also practice what I preach. If I'm going to talk to investors about owning investment real estate and I don't own any myself, well, that's not, I need to be able to have a, a better firsthand experience with it or taking some of the rezoning. I've had to rezone something for myself, you know, then you realize, okay, then now I know how to walk down that path. And you don't have to be an expert on all aspects of what you're doing, but um, I just think it, it helps make me that much uh, stronger of a leader and relatable and problem solving, you know, figuring out what's there. And I realize a lot of stuff like, I don't really care to spend a lot of time doing that, or I really enjoy the challenge of doing that. And uh, that's where it all uh, comes together for, for, for what you're doing. So, and, you know, not that it works out. They say, you know, find a, a niche or a niche and go down that path. And that's what you ought to do. And if I had to do it over again, I might go that direction. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I sell mobile homes up to large commercial properties, up the land and everything else. So I stay more general in what we're doing because I try to make it about helping the, the person follow the client. You know, and I think that's that's it serves me well, but it's, it's kind of forced me to have to operate more as a team because when you're working that broad now I can't refer out to all of my team members, all of the kinds of clients that are there. You know, someone is a first time home buyer. Okay, sure. But someone that's looking at uh, buying a piece of land to develop for a neighborhood, that's not something you can just give, give away to someone that doesn't have experience with it. It takes years. I mean, but at the same time, if they want to learn about that opportunity this is how this works. And as much as they want to learn where uh, they're, they're along for the ride, as much as they want to be involved along with working the deals they can work or want to work. And vice versa, there's other agents that come in that have, uh, you know, they get an opportunity for something that's it's a little bit above their understanding or knowledge with a, a very specific commercial deal that's got a business with it that's there. Some of the best things that can happen for them is to find someone that has gone down that path and and get with them and, and work it. And uh, I heard a very good analogy one time. It's like, you know, coming together, working with someone like that and got the deal done in five minutes and like, well, you know, you're taking half the commission for five minutes of work. So no, that that's 25 years of relationships. It just got, you know, harvested in one phone call because I, you know, I knew, you know, all that's there. So you think about it, it's just knowing, knowing what to do at the right time. So 
I think if anything, if we would work more together than we tried to work against each other in all aspects of what we're doing, we all have more abundance with all of it. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great way to wrap. That's beautiful. I just made a quick note too that uh, I think if you do all that, you've got some multiple streams, you've got you know things that you've iterated and figured out, and then you sprinkle a little bit of fun and family on top of that, then you know you're really in a good place. At the end of the day, you got you got to. We work for the people that's important to us, and if we if we work ourselves to death and they they hate us for it, what's the point? Right. Absolutely. You know, so many, so many people want to get back that time. I, I want the time. I want to enjoy the time as we're going, but I still want to keep keep growing. You can do both. You just have to have balance. I'm not saying that I figured it out. <laughs> still still learning every day, but you know, I try to get better at. Uh, better at it every day and try to be intentional about the content, intentional about the family time, intentional about investment time, intentional about growth, intentional about all of it. And, uh, you know, writing it down and looking at it and finding your random and, and staying focused. That's awesome. I love it, Red. Thanks for joining me, man. I always appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy listening to Powering Real Estate, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Subscribes and reviews help other people find us and allow us to keep interviewing top industry experts. If you're looking for a customized solution for your follow-up boss account or wanting a free assessment of your account, visit AmplifiedSolutions.com. There you can also find free resources and link with us. 